You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would Welcome suck. Welcome to STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sean Bingham. Thank you for being here. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts, we are there, and we are already double boxed with our guest, Maddie Osborne. Today's going to be an exciting podcast. She's a zero-time listener. Uh, how many times have you listened, Maddie? Maybe once. I'm, I'm a one-time <laughs> listener. <laughs> one-time listener. How did, who, how, who's the gatekeeper? How did you get in here? I don't know. Somebody told me they need a Utah fan on today, so I'm here to represent. Yeah, I, I don't see the – I know you, I see red, but uh, maybe you could, like, I don't know, lift the shirt, you know, yeah. higher so we can see hey, that guys, it's actual Utah gear. Tilt the screen. There we go. There we go. The Utes. Go Utes, baby. Um, <laughs> tomorrow is the big game. So we're going to be talking about the big game. Uh, Maddie is a good friend of mine. She is a diehard Utah fan. And one of our longtime listeners, Dave Glauser, uh, has tried to set her up for failure. Uh, he's an attorney. They're all evil people. We know this. <laughs> but oh Dave, God. Dave made her wear this. Um, and Dave has uh, instructed her to get all the questions in advance so she can't be bamboozled. Little oh, does everybody right. know. We're just here to have fun. We're just talking sports, right? So, um, Maddie, you're going to the game tonight or tomorrow? When are you leaving? We're leaving right after this. I mean, right after this. driving down. There's a big storm Ooh. tomorrow, so we're trying to get out a little earlier than planned. Oh, shoot. Is there really? Because I'm supposed to leave in the morning with some buddies. Yeah, I think, well, it's supposed to snow pretty hard, so just make sure you leave with enough time. Okay. So what's the Ute symbol? Is it this? I go like this, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's USC's, right? I did not know they, that. That's yeah, it is. Know, and they kind of like bounce it like this a little bit. This and that's hard because the youth are using a lot of 22 these days. So we're going to have to really cut back on that tomorrow. Wait, what's with, what's with the 22? So 22, I'm surprised you don't know this. So it's 2022. Is that what it's for? No. <laughs> okay. So a couple of years ago, Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe both were tragically oh. killed and they were both number 22. So we retracted their number and last season was dedicated to them. And then the same thing they dedicated this season to them again. So that's why a lot of times when you see like touchdowns, the players will go 22 or if you've ever been to a Utah game at halftime or sorry, right after the third quarter, they always do a moment of loudness with the 22 and Mm. people have their lights going and it's all same thing. It's just in honor of these two players. Okay. I actually did know about that. That is a very tragic story. I did not realize they were both number 22 though. That's a new, new fact. Yeah. So Ty, this is really interesting. So they both went to the same high school. It's, it, I'm pretty sure if I have this story, right, but they both went to the same high school and they're Dave really will fact friends. check you if you're wrong. So don't worry. Yeah, I know. I'll get a text <laughs> from Dave. Hey Maddie, you messed up. No. Um, so Ty, well, Aaron started playing at the U and then he was like, Ty, come play at the U with me. And Ty had offers everywhere, but he was like, oh, Aaron's my friend. So he came and played at the U and he was number 22. And then when Ty died, Aaron took over his number in honor of him. And then yeah. he died six months wow. later. So we were tired a... of that number. It was kind of a weird, I don't know. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's, um, that is number. that is tragic. I do remember, um, I love that they're honoring them. Like I very much am all for that. I think that's fantastic. I personally thought the helmets that they did with them on it was like I don't know I don't know how I felt about that what were as a and, it, and again that was more of like I don't know if I that's I'm guessing the families were very much on board with it I was wondering totally. what you thought as a Utah fan though totally 
Um, I mean, I think whatever helps the players at the end of the day and the players are so, so tied to them that I think it made them feel good. Um, I actually, so this is crazy, but I only got to watch the last quarter of that USC game when they wore them Yeah, I was on a flight. And so I couldn't get enough service. So I couldn't get a good look at them because I was looking at them on my phone. Yeah. Um, so I never saw them in person, but I mean, yeah. it is whatever helps the players. They did play them in the Pac-12 championship last year yep. and us win. So Yep. Well, I'm sure they, I'm sure they talked with the families and families were on board and players were on totally. board. So I think, it, I think it's cool, but um, I just never seen anything like that before. So it was different. Um, yeah, for sure. But now we know when all the USC fans are going like this, you know, for like, it's like fight on, I think is their phrase, like fight on. Uh-huh. And they do this little peace sign for some reason. Now we can be like, oh, they're actually cheering for the Utes. It's going to be just yeah, a stadium full of Utes. <laughs> um, do you have any idea how many Utah fans have you heard? Because uh, I don't know how many Utah fans will be down there versus USC. Like has Ticketmaster released anything saying, oh, it's going to be. X amount of, you know, what do you, do you have any expectations for that? Is it going to be a, a Utah dominant crowd or USC dominant crowd? So I saw today, earlier today on um, ESPN that it is sold out. So they're saying over 61,000 fans. Wow. I do not know the ratio. I had heard a rumor that it was two thirds USC and a third Utah, but I'm, I don't know that that's true. Yeah. I haven't seen anything with my own eyes. Wow. 61,000. That's almost as many as BYU gets to their own home games. That's pretty cool. True. It's crazy <laughs> that stadium's that big. So. <laughs> oh. um, okay. So, so you missed the game of the century. You know that uh, Kyle Whittingham after the game, the USC game at home that the Utes won and that amazing uh, two point conversion at the end, he said in the post game interview, this is the greatest game in the history of Ricycle stadium. Yeah. And, you and I did it. watch the highlights and I did, I feel like I watched the most important part because I watched the fourth quarter and I would have to agree that that would maybe be one of the best. I've been to yeah. a lot of good games there. I was in the must for five years. So wow. college is only four, Maddie. Like, college is only hey, four years. Two degrees though. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, yeah. but I definitely feel like there's been a lot of great games there, but I, with USC being as good as they are, I do think that was one of our most important wins that we've had. Oh, it was such a such a good win. I'm not the Utah hater that uh, some of you Utah Crimson Goggles think I am. I actually <laughs> went to the Fiesta Bowl in 2000. I guess it would have been January of 2005, but it was the 2004 season uh, with Alex Smith as quarterback. I went to that Fiesta Bowl, cheered for the Utes. Um, in fact, here's a fun fact that listeners will not know about. When Utah went to the national championship in basketball in 1998 with Andre Miller, um, I first off, we had a parade downtown for finishing second place. That's a little embarrassing thinking back, but we did that. And um, and I went to it and I, I was on the news saying, Utes are number one, go Utes. Wow. On, on KSL News, cheering for Utah, saying the Utes are number one, baby. So I don't hate the Utes. Obviously, I'm a BYU fan. I went to BYU. I like BYU more, but I don't hate the Utes. It's, it's only good for the state um, and for the rivalry, the better Utah gets because oh, okay. BYU is having to try and play keep up right now. You know, like Utah went to the Pac-12. The gap's gotten wider and wider between the two. BYU has the occasion like last year, you know, BYU got the better of them, but uh, that was the first time in what, 10, 10 years or something like that. So um, yeah, so I'm not the hater that people think I am, but I do want to ask this. What is your opinion of BYU fans? BYU fans. Here's the thing. I'm going to be just cut and dry. I don't feel like I spend a ton of time thinking about BYU in general. 
That's um, that's the best possible answer you could have given. Keep going. Here's why, though. I feel like over the years, just since leaving the Mountain West, and especially after joining the Pac-12, as the rivalry has all of a sudden not necessarily counted for anything. Yeah. I haven't thought about it as much. And then obviously, my whole time in college, they won every single year. Yep. So yep. I haven't thought a ton about it in a long time. I mean, most of my friends are great BYU fans, easy to get along with. Every once in a while, you run into a self-righteous one. But for the most <laughs> part, I think everybody kind of, I don't know, knows yeah. where they're at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's and, and the truth is, like, for BYU fans, and again, I obviously do cheer for BYU over Utah, but I am a very, like, I just love sports. I love greatness. I love competition. I love entertainment when it comes to sports. So I'm pretty, pretty objective. And like, I can objectively admit like BYU is trying to play catch up with, with Utah right now. Right. And they have for years. And so I can see as like uh, a Utah fan, you're like, I, honestly, like, so that, BYU fans, you're hearing this, that's an indictment on you. She doesn't even think about you. It's like on the social oh network. You see that movie, the social network with, uh, it's like the Facebook movie. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake. And he's like, you know what I've heard mm -hmm. about you? Nothing, you know, cause he's like hearing all this. He's like, Oh, I've read enough about you. And he's like, you know what I've read about you? Nothing. So that is the greatest thing you could have said as a Utah fan, everyone that's listening or watching that's Utah fan, I'm sure is applauding you. So that was perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. So predictions for, for tomorrow's game. Uh, it is pretty standard. It is, it is pretty normal for the team who wins the first game to just win again. Um, They've been there, done that, beaten them before. So the statistics actually actually do show that in a rematch, typically the same team will win. That being said, I'm going to give you my thoughts first, and I want to hear your response, I guess. I feel like it took Cam Rising's best game of the year, possibly of his career, and a super gutsy two-point conversion at the very end and playing at home to barely squeak by them the first time. Um, to replicate that on a neutral site with a few key guys banged up, I feel like is unlikely. So I'm going to say that I think USC is going to win, but I'm curious what you as a Utah fan thinks. I definitely think it's going to be a close game. There's no mm -hmm. doubt in my mind that this, if the Utes do win, there's no question in my mind that it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I totally understand what you're saying as well. I think USC is a really, really good team. I mean, they're fourth in the nation for a reason. Yep. Um, but my score prediction, I think the Utes can take them and win 34-31, which is our lucky score. That but is the lucky score. It is the lucky score. Yeah. But I think regardless of the final score, it would be very close. And I think it goes either way, but I still think the Utes can squeeze by. Kyle does really, really well under pressure. I feel like Kyle is he does. by anything. Anytime someone says... You are the youth aren't going to win. This is an easy game, which is kind of what we're hearing as Utah fans. We're hearing comments made by other fans. Oh, this is an easy win for USC. They're lucky that they got them, not Oregon. That stuff fuels Kyle. And I think he knows how to coach against that. And yeah. I think it fuels the players too. But I do think, like you said, it comes down to the players and how bad they want it because they had a really, really good fourth quarter of that game. And it really needs to start first quarter. This yeah. Game. Yeah. So. Whittingham is an absolute boss. I will give you that. Like he is a phenomenal coach, just a great guy. I mean, I don't personally know him. I, ha I have met him, but I don't personally know him at all, okay. but just the way he's 
conducted himself over the last how long has he been there has it been like 15 years or i don't even know but it's been a long i don't time. know that's um, but it's been a long time but he's just been like this really stand-up guy and he he took over a tough job i mean urban meyer came in and like turned that program around like that and made him into like a national juggernaut for a couple of seasons and then he has to come take over and that's not an easy task and he's done it fantastically well and a few seasons later he also went undefeated and went and beat alabama in the sugar bowl and so He's now been to Pac-12 championship games several times in a row now. And so he's just done a really, really good job. I got nothing but props for the BYU Cougar linebacker, Kyle Whittingham. So (laughs) did you know he went to BYU? I didn't know that. That's my favorite (laughs) thing about him. I just think it's funny. I think it's it's all funny how the tables have turned. I know. I think he, I think he hates BYU now. He should. I mean, it's the rival, but yeah, for sure. You know, what's sad as a BYU fan, just being real again, we're just, we're just keeping it real here. It is, it is a bigger rivalry for BYU than it is for Utah. And the second that happens, that's when you know you've lost the rivalry. You know, like... Yeah, totally. Because BYU, it, it, I'm so glad that BYU is going into the Big 12 because when you when you don't have a conference, it's like hard to like, what, what are you... It's just like a bunch of exhibition games. Mm-hmm. Unless BYU stays undefeated and has a chance at the playoffs, it's like, it's just an exhibition game. So I'm excited that BYU will have a chance to play for a a conference championship, a big, you know, power five conference championship at that. And there is, there is some small rumors and chances that uh, if the PAC 12 continues to like dissolve with USC and UCLA leaving, and if Oregon ends up leaving or Washington, that maybe Utah would jump over to the big 12 Obviously, it's unlikely, but it is possible. That could be really freaking cool to bring the rivalry yeah. back. But even For just sure. having both teams in Power Five conferences will bring it back quite a bit, I would think. But we'll see. For sure. Believe it or not, Sean, I'm actually really excited too. To ha- I'm excited for BYU. I think the first few years might be a little rough, just like when the U entered yeah. the Pac-12. But it's so much more exciting when you have something to play for. And when you're playing these big name schools, you know, mm-hmm. nothing against the Mountain West, but when you're playing against these big name schools, you all of a sudden feel like you're a big name school yourself. Yeah, you it are really fun and exciting. Cause you're like, I'm yeah. a Utah fan. People know who Utah is. Yeah. Whereas before, I mean, people knew who Utah was from their couple of bowl game appearances that were really big, but it's really exciting to be in the same ballpark as Oregon yep. and USC and UCLA. Yeah. Well, and consistently ranked, right? It's like very normal, very common for Utah to be ranked. Um, really cool stuff. So, okay. So I wanted to ask you, you kind of actually started to touch on this. This is a good little segue. I had texted you. One of the things I wanted to discuss is how much, and I don't know how much you follow other teams or, or conferences, but how good do you think, or how good did Dave tell you to say Utah would be not involved in any of this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just hoping he'll have actually listen to this. Dave's a, a loyal listener until we get to college football season. And then the redness is just like too much for him. And he can't, <laughs> it, but, um, but how good do you think Utah would be in the sec? For instance, if they were playing Tennessee and Alabama and, you know, Georgia and Florida and Ole Miss, you know, how, you know, Texas A&M, how good would Utah be if that was the schedule? You know, this year, I think they would be pretty, pretty dang good. I would not say top of the conference, but I could see them being third or fourth. I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing is that Utah has beat several ranked teams Mm -hmm. this year. And a lot of SEC teams haven't at all. Um, I definitely think Utah is not 
a Georgia or Michigan team, but mm-hmm. I do think that they would give people a run for their money. So, do you think so? So Michigan, of course, is in the Big Ten. I'm just curious because the Big Ten is always really good, tons of tradition there, but they usually get to the bowl games and they're like a little bit of a disappointment. It feels like, you know, there's a, and, and it's the sec that always just steps up and just bulldozes people. It feels mm-hmm. like, or Clemson and, you know, for the last several years, which is the ACC, but they're the only ones in the ACC that do that. Yeah. I just, I just, man, the sec is so freaking good. It almost feels like they're a league of their own. And now they just keep stealing more and more teams. You know, they've got really? Oklahoma and Texas both go into the, they're going to the sec, right. From the big 12. So that that conference just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, I still, I mean, here's the thing, Sean. You have to look at Utah and where they've been over the last four or five years. I don't know any other school who's been in a championship game four years in a row, excluding COVID when there wasn't one. Um, I truly think that they can give people a run for money. I know that BYU fans, just kidding. I know that people have their opinions on the Pac-12, but at the end of the day, half the conference is ranked this year. And Utah has beat... I think seven teams are ranked, right? Oh, you're more than half. I could be wrong. Let me, let me look. I'm looking up rankings right now. So we have USC, then Utah, Washington, they're 11 and 12. So yeah, Utah is 11th, um, Washington 12th. That's kind of interesting. Uh, Washington 10 and two. Uh, Okay. So that's three. Then you go down Oregon state, Oregon. So that's, is that five now? Right. Mm-hmm. UCLA, Oregon State, Oregon, UCLA are boom, boom, boom. So that gets us to six. For some reason, I thought there was a seventh. I think I was wrong. Yeah, just six. You're right. So just those six. That's pretty freaking good, though. Let's look at the SEC. Georgia, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, that's three. LSU, that's four. Uh, South Carolina, that's five. Mississippi State, six. So the SEC also has just six. And then let's do Big Ten just for fun. Sorry. Big Ten, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Penn State. That's three. And then thought I saw one more in here. No, that's it actually from the Big Ten. Just those three, really? See, the Big Ten's kind of top-heavy like that. <clears throat> Okay, I got to do the Big 12 just because that's for BYU. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Okay, Big 12. So TCU, that's one. And then Kansas State, they're in the Big 12. That's two. Make sure I'm not missing any up there. Um, Texas, three. And that's it. So just three. Three from the Big 12, three from the Big 10. And then six from the... SEC six from the um, Pac-12, and then there's a few from the ACC, and then a couple randoms. But UCF yeah. isn't UCF going to the Big 12? I should know this stuff. I think they're one of the teams going to the Big know. 12 with BYU. They're ranked, but anyway, okay. So let's shift gears here. I think Utah is going to lose tomorrow. Um, I actually do hope they win. I, I really mean that. I'm probably going to be at the game cheering for them. I'll just be cheering for like good plays. Like, oh, that was a good play. No, I'll be cheering for the youth. Um, but we ran into each other at the jazz game last night. So we're going to years now from the university of Utah to the Utah jazz. Um, and I want to ask you how many, how many games have you been to this year? I've been to four or five this year Four or five. Okay. And a lot of people were like super stoked on the team early. I kind of felt like it was 
fool's gold a little bit. I think uh-huh. like the jazz have kind of floated back down to earth and I, I'm thinking they'll finish somewhere around sixth or seventh, you know, in the West. I was just curious, are you a big jazz fan? Do you have jazz expectations this year? How do you like the new team? Let's just hear your thoughts on the jazz. So I think it's been fun getting to know a new team. It's been super exciting to see Clarkson and Conley take over. I do feel like the last few games we've been hurting without Conley. I think he's yeah. a great team leader. Um, and I truly don't think Clarkson can carry the team without him. I think they need to be there together. Mm-hmm. But gosh, expectations. I feel like they've done great. I still think that they'll make playoffs. Um, yeah. I'm feeling like over the next five years, feeling great. This year, I'm feeling like this is a pretty dang rebuilding year. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting because like a lot of teams this year – kind of tanking because there's these great prospects coming up in this year's draft, but the jazz just the jazz like are always good. Like not necessarily great. In fact, they're usually not great, but they're always freaking good. I've lived in Utah for like 30 years now and they're always good. It's, it's, it's really kind of cool because you're always in it enough to keep you excited. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that people talk about like not being a fair weather fan. I actually think being a fair weather fan is really just being more of like a, like, it's almost like a good thing. Like, because really what you're doing is you're demanding greatness. Like, can you imagine Alabama, like packing the house and like cheering everybody on and being super stoked for a team that went like three and nine, like no no chance. They would fire everybody, right? Because they demand (laughs) greatness. If you want to be great, you have to demand greatness. And I think that's a problem that a lot of Utah sports have. Uh, BYU, I definitely put in that category. The Jazz, I put in that category. Um, the Utes have done a better job. Uh, they're they're not to the level of obviously like an Alabama, but very few are. But if you demand better, you know, imagine being an employer and just putting up with like mediocrity from your employees like that. Why would you do that? You know. So I personally think that uh, you know the Jazz are good. I would love to see greatness out of Utah sports. I feel like we're slowly getting there. Um, the Jazz are really close. The Utes are really close. Uh, BYU has flashes here and there where you think maybe they are, but we're not quite sure. Even earlier this year, it was like, oh, is BYU going to be really good this year? It looked like totally. we were, and then just fell apart like a cheap suit, you know? But totally. um, okay, so I like that. Now, last thing, we got a few minutes left. Looking at the time, I had told you to prepare a few of your very favorite sports moments. Did you do that? Yeah. Okay, so when um, I say like just most epic sports moments you have in your mind outside of Utah beating USC that you missed, what else do you got? Totally. So the biggest one that always comes to mind was my sophomore year rivalry game. Actually, I think it was my junior year. Um, and that was the 35-0 comeback. Wow. So I was there and I was with friends and it was so cold. I don't know if you were at that game. Like it was I'm so sure I cold. was, yeah. And it, we're literally down by 35. And I'm like, guys, this sucks. Like at half, we're like, should we even stay? Like, this is so embarrassing. Wait, we're what like, year was this? Was this the Vegas bowl year? Wasn't, wasn't there? Oh no, that no, was, this was out a to a big lead was, and, and Utah came storming back. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. This, this was, I, it was 2018. I think, I think it was the Utes first year. Yeah, it was, it was their first year in the PAC 12 championship because I remember we went to Santa Clara a couple okay. weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember sitting there like, what is going on? And half of our friends left. And oh. I was with some friends. They're like, well, Kate, let's give it like, let's stay for the third. And then we can leave if it's a blowout. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. a good Because I was like, you never know. It's a rivalry game. Yeah. And the second half of that game was insane. Like, yeah. honestly, 
I don't even know what happened. And we were on our backup quarterback and we were like, what is happening? Like, this is insane. The comeback. I still watch that video, the highlight reel from that every year when it comes up on my memories. Yeah. And that was so fun. Oh my gosh. And then another fun moment. So I've been to all of the Pac-12 championships. Really? Uh, so this is my fourth. Okay. And oh, last year was fun. It was exciting to win that. That was a huge moment. Yeah. I think all of my biggest sports moments have come from the Utes, honestly. That's like, great. You're I the right the person Jazz. to have on the podcast here. <laughs> I love the Jazz and the Jazz are my team too, but it's really hard, like you said, to fully execute and go really far with the Jazz right this minute. Like there's been some really fun playoff games in the second round, but there's never been something, at least in my lifetime, that's been absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say Utah football kind of has it all for me. So are you yeah. as big of a Utah basketball fan? No. Cause when I, when I first moved to Utah, uh, I moved to Utah when I was nine mm-hmm. and you know, in the nineties, BYU was really good at football. Um, and Utah was really good at basketball. And so it was like, I remember in elementary school, like the, the kids who like, couldn't, you know, they didn't have an identity. They couldn't figure out what they wanted. They would say, Oh, I'm a BYU fan in football and Utah and basketball. That was like a very common oh, phrase. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like college basketball has, is just, not, it's just not as popular in general, but, mm-hmm. um, but the Utah had a fantastic program back then. Like I said, they went to the national championship in 98 and I was, so bummed when they didn't win. That was one of the best tournaments I've ever watched for March Madness. But um, okay, any other specifics or is it just kind of generic? You know, I mean, you had those great specifics, but are there any others that stand out before I cut you off here? I would probably say those two are the biggest moments, at least recently. I can think of a lot of different things in the Olympics that have happened over the years. I love skiing, love watching all the pro skiers. Lindsey Vaughn era, loved her. Um, but I would say as as far as like games go it all revolves around the youth for me that's where i'm the most passionate so it's where yeah. i care the most so. so your favorite sport to watch is football yeah love football i come What's from after a hockey that? family as well my brother oh. played at byu hockey really right? okay we do have a little bit of blue in our family yeah not a byu football fan but he did play hockey down there and that was really fun to watch for a couple of years as well okay. um I, I have a lot of hockey in my family. My dad played for the U. So they have a couple NHL teams that we follow. We've been to a lot of Penguins games over the years. Um, Anaheim Ducks, you know, all that cool. stuff. That's fun too, but definitely my passion lies with the Utes. Very cool. Um, so you brought up skiing and that's something I do want to touch on. Just a fun little, you know, most of the listeners, there's literally like maybe 150 of them, but you're going to share this and hopefully get us to like 160, maybe even 200. You know, yeah, it's going to be amazing. We'll um, but I think most of them are in Utah. So I wanted to ask you, you ski a lot. Uh-huh. You have an icon pass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I want you to rank. I want you to rank the resorts in Utah from top in to Utah. bottom. I mean, let's go with the main ones in the Salt Lake yeah. area. So include park city. So park city, Deer Valley, they count. Um, but then of course the cottonwoods, uh, with solitude, Brighton, Alta snowbird, you can even throw in snow basin. So those are your okay. seven resorts, rank those top to bottom. Perfect. And Powder Mountain. Do you know Powder Mountain? I love Powder Mountain. That's okay, great. Okay, so I'll those are the eight. Let's go with those eight. Okay, let's start out. So I grew up at the bottom of Little Cottonwood Canyon. So obviously my Little Cottonwood resorts are going to take the win for me. Snowbird is very clearly number one. Thank Outside you. put number two. Um, number three, I would put Snow Basin. Hmm. Snow Basin is a hidden gem. A lot of people haven't been up there yet. 
and I'm hoping they do with the icon pass. Um, Snow Basin's awesome because it has Deer Valley's niceness, like it has the nice lodges, it has like kind of the bougie stuff that Deer Valley yeah. has, but it has more of Snowbird Alta terrain. And so it's really, really a fun mountain. Sounds it's amazing. Totally underrated. It's great. I haven't been there in years, so I'll have to go back. Yeah, it's so fun. And then, ooh, number four, I would put Brighton. Okay. Brighton's got a lot of fun stuff off Million, Great Western. Yep. Um, five. Ooh, this is tricky. I would. I haven't done a ton at Park City, but I would probably put Park City there. And then Park Power City Power. is Park City is fantastic. It's do you know it's that Park City is actually style. Park City is actually bigger than um the four cottonwoods solitude brighton alta snowbird it's bigger than all four of those combined i believe it it's huge yeah yeah, yeah i Do would doesn't get as much snow but it's so big you can always get away from crowds which i really like yeah i would definitely put them there i and then i would put as six i'd put powder mountain seven solitude i know if luke salisbury's listening he's gonna yeah. be uh, over yeah he'll, he'll probably throw his phone out the window or something. Absolutely. I would put solitude as seven. I mm -hmm. think solitude's great. However, I don't like the fact that you have to take four different lifts to get back into the good stuff. Yeah. So that's just personal opinion. Solitude does have some great stuff, but overall resort, I would rank it lower. Mm -hmm. And then eight, I would put, who's the last one? Deer oh, Valley is the only one left. Yeah. Deer Valley is a great place. If you're wanting to go hit groomers and eat some good yeah. food. Yeah. I, for me, I think about all mountain. I when when I think about ranking resorts, it's usually ranked on a powder day. Yep. And I don't think Deer Valley is even in the same ballpark as the Codwoods. Yeah. So no, it's not. Powder days. I mean, I think I think it's like 35% more snow in the Cottonwoods than in Park City area, you know. So from that standpoint, it's not even close. I mean, the really? especially Little Cottonwood Canyon, it just gets hammered by that lake effect. It's like the clouds just get, it's like this big funnel. The canyon's just like this funnel to like get the clouds stuck in there and just dump all their snow. Yeah. I, I love Snowbird. What I hate about Snowbird is it's gotten so popular over the years for the powder hounds that now it's just tracked out that fast and they hold stuff, you know, they'll hold sections of the mountain when they don't really need to. They could just go in there and blast. You'll, you'll see a ski patrolman just not doing, you know, work to open the mountain. They're just holding it for the next day so they can milk another powder day out of us to come and pay for food and whatever. Mm -hmm. So those are my beefs with snowbird, but when it comes to terrain and like fun on a powder day, to me, there's no, there's no better spot. Um, I would maybe put Brighton second for powder day. Mm -hmm. And then I would put park city third, um, only because I can always find stuff. There's, it's just so big. And the other thing about park city is it's usually, uh, dominated by like out of towners who are just there on vacation for a few days. And so they just stick to groomers and you can usually find good powder stashes at park city. And if I'm just ripping around on groomers with friends, park city is like fantastic for that. There's like yeah. great lodges. You're just kind of hanging out. It's kind of like deer Valley you were saying, but totally. anyway, cool. Well, Maddie, this has been fun. Any other, any parting words? Maybe I'll see you down there in Vegas. Any parting words? Well, yeah. let's just see what our boys can pull through. Hopefully next week we're Check back here out. talking about the Rose Bowl. Check this, oh, this right? wow. I hope you all, I wish you all could see this. <laughs> Sean's over here doing the you with me. This is a big moment. I feel Those like I need to pop and take a screenshot. This is for YouTube. Watch it on yeah. YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Just like the BYUY is for Yahoo, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. Maddie, this was fun. Um, hopefully this can be at least the second podcast of mine you listen to since you're on it. <laughs> I will listen, I promise. All right. Thanks, Maddie. We'll uh we'll see you again soon. Yeah.
You're welcome. Thank you. We got the Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports. Yeah, the